What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Busy Sticks, the Geekiverse's all-gaming talk show. Look at this. Look at this. We've got a full house today. Some faces we've never seen on Busy Sticks. Super excited to get the full cast and crew here today. Man, thank you to all our new friends and subscribers tuning in. We had a big week last week. Hopefully, you, you caught us over on Kind of Funny's Twitch. Uh, we got to podcast with one Greg Miller. We had the time of our lives. It was super exciting. So thank you uh, if you're joining us now. Uh, thanks to our mod, Tank Newton. If you're watching at twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse. And man, we've got quite the show here today. John, we're going to start with you, Mr. Disruptoid, Baba Yaga. Can you believe that we recorded with Greg? It, it was awesome, man. That like I... Not, like you said earlier in the pre-show, like not to not you know not to pat our own backs here, but like that couldn't have gone better. That was awesome. We had a, a very good discussion. We paced it out perfectly so Greg can get out on time and you know be with his new newborn baby. We didn't have to keep him late. It felt good. It was very good. It was a great time. It's a memory we'll we'll hold forever. I, I man, after going to E three a few years ago and kind of the high of coming off of that, this felt very similar. It was just like I can't believe that that just happened. We're very fortunate to be there. Um, funny story on that real quick. Uh, the whole Baker's Dozen thing, I brought up Baker's Dozen on the show. Um, and my parents are going to kill me for saying this, but my mom uh, and dad watched the show. My mom texted me. <laughs> Love you, mom. And she goes, um, how much is a Baker's Dozen? And I go, 13. I know where she's going with it. And she goes, you didn't say that on the show. Like You, you implied it was 10. <laughs> Do did you get a lot of flack from the internet for that? And I go, no, mom, it's it's a joke that's been long running with Greg Miller since his IGN days. It was just, it was kind of funny. I, I do. It's like, I don't want any part of that. Don't bring me up. So sorry, Dan. I, I'll embarrass myself because I still have an issue with the Baker's Dozen. Uh, every time I, I, I always get in my own head about it. My my thought process is, oh, wait, is it 11 because the Baker ate one of yours? Or is it 13 because he made an extra for himself? So a Baker's Dozen trips me up. It's either 11 or 13. I honestly usually don't know. I've never considered that. I've, it's, for, well, man. Yeah, Thanks first so time I ever heard it, I'm like, well, okay, Baker's Dozen. Did he take one or did he make an extra? Like, I don't know what it is, but now, I, you know. Depends Depends what kind of guy he was. Yeah, it depends on the Baker. Yeah. Tim. Tim the Toolman Talbot. Do you like what I did there? It just kind of stuck. What's uh, that one? Uh, T2? T2. I, I'm just, I'm a nickname machine, good or bad. Yeah. Tim, joining Busy Sticks. All right, Joe, Joe, nice guy. Joe, <laughs> nice guy, nice Joe. Guy. Nice guy, Joe. That was it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy, Joe. Podcast. You're just on a roll here yeah. today. I like that hey, we're, shirt. We're by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good friend. I actually just paid you for it. So it's a pretty it's a shirt. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, the Buffalo Venom. It's pretty awesome. I don't even like Venom, but I had to buy that shirt. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. And then making his busy sticks debut. I haven't seen this man's beautiful face in a long time. What going on, JT? John, what's up? I, what's going on with you guys? I'm just oh, out here gosh. having some technical difficulties, but I'm here, you know, happy to be here with my brothers and can't, uh, can't be worse than talk, Joe's. talk some games. Hey, I wanted to, to, you know, I shouted you guys out in text or whatever, but you guys killed it last week with Greg. You know, like I said, you guys, for me, from my perspective, we're super poised. Uh, that's a big, big name in the industry. And you guys just did your normal thing. You didn't over, you know, overdo anything. And, and I'm proud of you guys. So, I had to come on after that. Thank you, my friend. I mean, I'm no Greg Miller. See, I was like, <laughs> I, I was JT. thinking it was odd. All of a sudden, we've got four people on the show. You know, it's like interesting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> JT, JT and Tim, honestly. Um, so I had my phone just sitting next to me throughout all of that stream. Um, and to see you guys just kind of popping up with the encouragement and the uh, the positivity, it, it was really helpful because I'd look down at you guys and be like, hey, you're killing it. So thank you for 
being our cheerleaders there. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. It really was awesome. So well done. It was a blast. You you guys are the best. Uh, So uh, from a positive to a negative note, JT, I I feel like we have to address the elephant of the room that is um, not public yet, but um, quickly, Harry Potter or Star Wars? Oh boy, we're gonna start. Uh, oh, this is the wrong like show. Oh, all right, we're gonna be here a while. Uh, Your shows back up again? No, though. we're not doing Harry, this. Harry Potter, hands down. Harry Potter. Okay, so there's one Harry Potter game in development. Can you explain to me why there's eight Star Wars games in development? Oh, he had a plan. Oh, oh, oh! You he talking about what was it? Uh, oh. the, the Battlefront games that they keep multiplying. There's two of them. Uh, six, seven, eight, uh, nine. There, okay, there's this Battlefront with the amount of Star Wars movies that are out. There's okay. as many Battlefront movies as there are Harry Potter finales. I mean, <laughs> that is true. He's not wrong about that. <laughs> we got three Look, from Respawn. We got Lego. I, we got maybe we got someday Hunters. in the future we do a Harry Potter review, then you guys change your mind. But for now, hey. I personally am more of a Harry Potter fan. As I, I said, as I addressed on the last episode of Star Wars Reviewed, Return of the Jedi, which you are going to watch after this, JT, uh, <laughs> I did say, just for the record, I like Harry Potter, but... Man, it was like dynamite went off in the group chat that day, and it was yeah. a blast. You, you, if you know, you get on it under my skin. You talk about Star Wars, damn it, and you did. You just knew which buttons to push. So when I woke up. He chose violence. He just sent me <laughs> group text. Hey, do you guys like Harry Potter? And the next thing he says, Yeah, it's better than Star Wars. I'm like, <laughs> John literally wants to like. Us like, holy. Shit. It was it's like starting. he planned. It was like a, he planned it all. Yeah. I, I, I just I looked down at my phone I and I was like, I'm a, I'm a casual Harry Potter fan. And then he snaps right back Ooh. and he's like, well, Harry Potter's better than Star Wars. And this was and me. I know, I know you were at work. You were like, shut it, <laughs> shut it down, close the doors. I have to go to battle. <laughs> I couldn't get anything done after that. You just totally hijacked my morning. Uh, yeah, it, you know, we we can have that deeper discussion someday. Sure. I haven't, I haven't stated my opinions yet, so I will, I will voice them at some point. It'll be, that was not nice guy Joe in that conversation. Was that was not. not nice guy Joe. That was Sith Lord Joe. You better yeah. look out for that guy. <laughs> He's a bit of a tool. Um, <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Busy Sticks. Just kidding. So we've got a, an awesome show ahead. We're talking Pokemon Legends. Arceus? Arceus? Have we decided there? Arceus is, Arceus. The, is what they say in their marketing, but I still don't yeah. like it. All right. So Arceus, I, don't know. I, will, I will continue to ask every single time, just in case there has been a consensus. Um, and I think that's the only news topic we have. It's been a few minutes since any major studio bought another one. Is it? Um, Joe, open Twitter. I, I have to check. <laughs> oh, uh, Sony Sony buys Bungie. So we're going to talk about that. Man, It's we just plan out busy sticks perfectly. Like, it just falls on the right day every week for us. It has, it's, always, it's been wild. Man. I mean, it's just been such an incredible like year so far with news. I mean, talk about releases all you want, but just the news that's happened in the gaming industry in a month, just one month in the books today, it's been insane. So the crazy part is, is they said there's more in the works. Yes, when they which, I, so which I'm so that. excited to talk about because there's, there's something, yeah. something's happening. So since Busy Sticks launched, this is episode 11, not 31, John. Um, Halo Infinite release. I care. We've had um, the the Bungie thing. We had the Activision thing. We had Greg Miller. There's a lot of stuff going on. I think it's a good time to start a video game podcast or podcast if you asked him. Yeah. Just saying. Um, so we're going to talk about a lot of good stuff today. You've got all four Geekiverse members here. Super exciting. But first, 
ladies and gentlemen, we don't just love video games here at the Geekiverse. We also like a good beverage to go along with it. So we've got we've got some beers that we want to talk about real quick here. What's about to be in our system? Baba Yaga, I'm going to you first. What do we got on tap for today? Got another fun one. Uh, so I've been on this this Vermont hoppy West Coast style IPA kick. Even I know Vermont's not in the West Coast, guys. It's a style thing. Um, so this is another one from Lawson's Finest Liquids. Uh, this is Kiwi. This is a double IPA. It's very good. Uh, I think I had this for the first time with you, Joe, at, at Murphy Brown. They had this one on tap. Uh, actually, with the, I think it might have been when the four of us were there, just uh, doing some planning, doing some chatting. They had this on tap there. Um, so they seem to have just canned a new batch, and it's made its way to Western New York, and I'm very excited about that. It just looks pretty. It does look pretty. You've, you're doing a nice job keeping consistent with the can art here that we've been uh, nice colors and all that. It's here. just a nice blue. I, I, ha- I have a. I have a. I have a. a nice blue. I have a. John, I have an aesthetic in my one. life. You, you don't. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> I like oh, blue. No. I like blue a lot. There you go. Almost everything yeah, I buy I, I is like that. a shade of blue or like teal. It's just like my thing. It's okay. I've I as I said today, like purple and orange controllers for whatever. Wait, <laughs> 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 there it is, JT. JT, what? Do you, how much do you want for those, bro? Uh, five thousand dollars. <laughs> Got you on memo. Thousand dollars. Um. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, Tim, what what are we about to drink here? The, the big reveal, because pre-show, I wasn't convinced that it was a beer. It is the uh, infamous no-name beer. Are you not familiar okay, with the fact that all other half have the green tabs, show? Yeah, that's easy. No, I, I, was you know. oh, so I always show him a beer like this. Or okay. I drank oh. over half for like the last five weeks. On, on I am the... drinking over half or other half? Dream. By other half? It's double my last mosaic. one. Good stuff. My last one. Then I got to take a trip to Murphy Brown to uh, Murphy Brown's to pick out some new beer, so... Well, if anyone's trying to get a drink, let me sounds know. Sounds like an invite. So, so I'm uh I'll see you there. Been dying to crack it. So Yeah, um that's really good. I want to say I had yeah, that a few good. episodes ago. Very, very good. You you, you had uh other half last week too with Greg, right? Yes. yes the Motuka mosaic yeah. or yep. vice versa. That was honestly probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen is him Dude, that's awesome. sprinting out of his chair. And I was like, John called awesome. it. He said when we were at Murphy Brown's planning this show out, he's like, I wouldn't be surprised if Greg just ran and got a beer when we mentioned that it was yeah, beer it was show. awesome. It was almost Perfect. scripted. That needs to be yeah. clipped out. <laughs> that is pretty great. Yeah. JT, what we got going on? Oh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta roll this up real quick. Oh my god, it's gonna be a bundle. Oh, isn't I know it? what it is. Yes, sir. It's been a minute since I cracked one of these. Uh oh. <laughs> Yo, liquid lollipop. Oh, snap. Tangerine fluff from Froth Brewing. Did you get that when we went? This is one of the ones we swapped. This, okay. I think you, you be got careful. This one and gave me, oh, I almost killed it out. Oh, uh, this is this, you got this one, I think, John. And I think we traded. Okay, I, I just I'm glad I'm glad that that went well. Those beers have been known to have a shelf life, not in terms of like when they're best buy, but when they ferment in the can and they explode. That's happened to me multiple times. Oh, uh, so, definitely did a little little shot up, but I'm dude, all good because I've the rest of my mouth. I've had one literally erupt like a volcano when I've opened it before. I've opened it and it just goes and the whole, half the beer is on the oh table. That, that's happened to me before. I haven't even I'm had this. I, so good. I do have a gift card to froth that I am needing to use. It's like twenty bucks if anyone wants to. Tim, just also invite. I was just, I just saying, just to I say, I need to make some friends, you know, you guys, guys been a little I, lonely lately. JT you know? with the first liquid lollipop on the show here. Unbelievable. Breaking the uh, ground. I got to say. So good. I'm so what, whatever the blue one was like, I can't remember from that trip. Blue Hawaiian, maybe something like um, that. Yeah. I had one can left after that trip. I still have it. 
And um, right before Lauren got pregnant, like she doesn't drink beer at all, but there were certain sours she would have and be like, oh yeah, I like those. And she liked a sip that she had had of a previous froth I had. So seeing this can I had being pregnant just a few months, I was like, oh, I can't wait to have this thing. She's like, uh, I want you to save that one. I'm like, <laughs> why? She's like, yeah, I want to ha- have it in the hospital after I give birth. And I was like, but I want the froth. <laughs> That's awesome, like, though. No, you're going to save it. So I still have it. I think, I think we went in August. Uh, it's, it's in my fridge. Soon. We're going to have yeah. it soon. We're That's super cool, though. Hopefully. Um, Celebratory. Yeah. So no surprise here. Going back to, to one of my favorites. I've got Thin Man Breweries Bliss. Oh, that's a classic. It's a classic double IPA, 8% on the dot. When they when they release the double dry hop list and you find that, scoop it up. It is so good. That is like I was a... at Thin Man. Uh, we did an escape room. I don't know if you guys like escape rooms or not, but if you ever dive into them, they're a ton of fun. Um, but I was at Thin Man and I had their, uh, like it was like a Sherbert, uh, sh- like a sour. It was so good. What? Interesting. It was so good. All right, gentlemen, cheers. Gosh. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Whole house here in Busy Sticks. Look at that. Good stuff. All right. Now that that's in our system, what's really yep. in our systems? What are we playing on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo? What do we go to Tim first? Why don't- You've got kind of a, a full plate. Full plate is an understatement. So I, I started to dive into Deathloop and started to play it on stream a little bit. Enjoyed it, but... I think there's bigger fish to fry, and that's kind of where I was at with uh, with Deathloop. I, I liked it, but I think I needed to dive a little more time into it. I enjoyed it. I've shooters have ruined my life, so I've become too competitive with shooters. And if it's too easy, I'm not. You know, it takes me a little bit more time to get in. That being said, I am uh, diving into the new Pokemon Legends game, Arceus, Arceus, whatever it's called, uh, to be determined. But I'm loving it. It it is a lot of fun. I know uh, John's been playing it as well, and it just it's just a lot of fun. I just love the, how different it is. I think that's my biggest critique of it right now is, you know, maybe in the environment, it maybe lacks a little like as far as like more trees and more a little more love put into that. But it doesn't matter. It's just the game's so well done. I think it's it's enough to not make a difference. So you know, it definitely gives me some persona vibes when i listen to the town music and stuff like that so and then also horizon i've been uh, i gotta get that done before the new one comes out so and you you've have you played horizon before or is this the first time first time okay Uh, yeah so funny story i actually started playing it i heard the steam deck was coming out i was like oh i don't need to play it i'll just play it on the steam deck when it comes out in december well uh no steam deck so and here i am like okay well now it comes out in uh, 18 days and I have to play it. So, Oh my gosh, we're so close. Yep. I'm excited. So close. Then I have seven days to beat that before Elden Ring comes out. So it'll be, uh, uh, you can a do quick it week. I can do it. I'm, I'm confident. I know you can do it. JT, yeah. what have you been playing? So because of our, our Prius, 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 Toyota, something, uh, <laughs> I had made podcast same thing. I got back into Pokemon. So what I did was I thought I have my Nintendo 3DS still. And I thought I didn't finish Pokemon Sun, but I did. So I did finish Pokemon Sun, uh, but I reset it or you know started a new game for my little cousin. So then I hopped into Sword, which I only played literally like five minutes of when I had the Nintendo Switch Lite. 
And then the PS5 came out. I just stopped focusing on anything Switch related. So now I'm playing Sword, and I'm addicted, like addicted, addicted. Yeah, I found out that there's there's a way to bring in, I guess, your um, your like Pokemon uh, previous gen Pokemon into you know at some point within Sword. So yeah, Pokemon Home for sure. It's uh, my my little brother told me about like he found my black version at home, and he he has two. For whatever reason, he had two. Well, obviously, one wouldn't be mine. He went and he's like, Oh, all your Pokemon are like level 70, and blah blah. I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna use them when I get to the end of my uh sword battle. Or, you know, it's just timing wise, right? Like, he just sent me a text and that sent me a picture of my team or whatever. So, uh, playing a bunch of that, I don't want to play Arceus until I finish that, just interesting preference wise. Uh, I know the two, two totally different things, but I'm just more so don't want to fall into the Tim thing where, oh, I'm so into this, but then, oh, this new thing's coming. I'm going to stop playing that for a while, and then I'm back to square one and not playing that for, for you know. Welcome my to my life. I, uh, yeah, I try. And that's why I fall. I mean, John, we talked about this in, you know, even in private discussion, like falling back to Fortnite or falling back to COD. It's just, it's so it's easy. easy. It's easy. It's yeah. easy. There's no commitment. There's no. I mean, you just play and that's it. Right? You shop like, in for a game, or you, you, know, you can spend twenty minutes. Right. You can spend three hours. You know, however it goes. But exactly. JT, I'm, exactly. I'm surprised, man. You used to be super into Pokemon. Like you and I were, like you were my go-to. Like whenever a new Pokemon dropped, it was you and I talking about it. I remember when Dude, I fr- you get it together. Yeah, right. When I, when I first got my 3DS back before uh, X and Y came out, I had I had missed all the DS games, so I went back and bought them. And like you were replaying them alongside of me. We we're both working at Spencer's. And, like we were playing. We had both yeah. had our 3DSs on our lunch breaks, like playing playing pokemon yep. so you were always my go-to pokemon guy for a while so i'm glad you're getting back into it because uh, as, as we're about to talk about arceus is sick dude like it is yeah. sword and shield to be honest we talked about on on, on our uh, previous uh geekiverse video game podcast uh, uh geek's got game r.i.p um i didn't sword and shield was fine it, it was just more the same like i was i've just been so ready for pokemon to break the mold i just never thought it was going to happen because it's it, it's a kid's game like surface level pokemon is a kid's game and you if you like that formula awesome they're going to keep putting that out and if you want more out of it you have to do the work you have to get into shiny hunting you have to get into competitive you know training your evs and ivs and in and, and breeding and stuff like that surface level it's going to be a kid's rpg with with fun creatures so i'm like i don't i don't see them ever breaking that mold because it's printing them money so i didn't have much hope right but arceus man such a welcome surprise the art style is awesome i, I do am it. obsessed with the art style i know we're not going full board in this discussion all right yeah, yeah okay but i will talk more yeah, yeah. <laughs> joe, joe, what, joe what have you been playing <laughs> nice guy joe what have you been playing <laughs> well when you put it like that uh so <laughs> I've been really only playing and focusing on uh, it's weird because I want to get through it, but I really want to take my time as well. So I'm only playing this right now. Uh, it's Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. I dove into Uncharted 4, A Thief's End uh, over the weekend, downloaded that right after our podcast on Friday night. And man, I was just so overdue to play Uncharted. Last game came out in 2017. It's been a while. Um, so I've been craving it and couldn't wait for this to get here. It yes. I have a question. Did you mess with any of the graphics modes? I know you're kind of the guy that just boots up the game in the way that it's set. You're probably going to run with it. Have you messed with the 4K? Have you messed with the 120 frames per second yet? If a game has those options, and a lot of games on this gen of system generation of systems do, I try them each out. Typically. Okay, got it. What are so, you playing on right now? Um, I am playing on whatever the balanced mode is. Uh, I don't recall what it is. Um, okay. But it's a good mix of resolution in, in the 60 frames per second. Okay. I want to uh, try... Cause I think there's a 120 frames per second mode. 
which I think it probably drops down to 1080. But for someone like me who has a 4K TV but sits like six to seven feet away from it, anytime I enable the 120 hertz and it drops down to 1080p, I can't tell from that far away. I can't tell that the game is running in 1080 until I walk up and like to grab a drink and then I see like the menu that's paused. I'm like, oh, that's pixelated. I'm standing right next to it. But when I sit, when I'm sitting seven or six, seven or eight feet away from my TV and I go from 4K to 1080. The human eye can't tell the difference. I don't know. I don't care who you are. You're not. You're not seeing that resolution difference from that far. So I want to try out the 120 hertz once I finally get to that that uh, that game. Uh, I'll tell you this: it all looks beautiful. Um, that game originally. I mean, you played on PS4 today. Original PS4, not even the Pro, still looks beautiful. Uh, but this one just it's the finer things, man. It is well done. Can't wait to see what a brand new Uncharted game would look like. Um, and then I'm going to jump into Lost Legacy uh, right after I'm done with this. I'm about 12 hours into Uncharted 4 here. Uh, so I've made some some nice headway over the weekend. Um, but yeah, that that's it for me currently. John, anything new to report in terms of what you're playing? Just Arceus. So uh, I feel like we should dive into that conversation because there's a lot to say. Well, I have show and tell. Oh, yeah. I got, let's Ooh, get that show and tell. Let's get that show and tell, what? baby. <laughs> let's get that out of the way here. Uh Show and tell item. So it's it's on me this week. Uh, like I said in the the pre-show, it's down in the basement, and I was looking for something else in in just a bin that was. Uh, I was looking for a controller, basically, and I came across this. And this is not like the the fancy lightsabers that you see behind me, or the one that John has that you see over on Star Wars Reviewed. Um, but this, it's so funny. I remember getting this right after Attack of the Clones came out, and it's. It, it's one of the um, oh my gosh, who used to make these? Kenner, I think. This is a, this is a Mace Windu lightsaber. Yeah, it is. Cool. You kind of see the purple there. Oh yeah, definitely. Why I, so the tie-in here, of course, we're talking Star Wars. We're smack dab in the middle of Star Wars reviewed. We're gonna watch. Or, uh, we're gonna talk about Phantom Menace later on tonight on Twitch.tv. Yeah, slash the Gigaverse. This here, so purple. I have the purple dual sense. Why I love this thing is it's a mistake. This lightsaber does not exist in the Star Wars universe. So when Mace Windu had this lightsaber, you'll see this hilt in episode one, Phantom Menace. Uh, it's a blue blade. Huh. Obviously, we never see that on screen. This is like, you know, nerd level Star Wars stuff. Uh, in episode two, when he has the lightsaber, it is purple. But he's got like that white and gold fancy Sam Jackson lightsaber hilt. Like it's just next level. Uh, that It was something that like Sam Jackson came up with with George Lucas. So... Uh, that's why I like this because like this thing doesn't exist. And I remember seeing it. It was like holiday would have been, I don't know, 2002 at target. And I was like, I got to get this thing. I, it's, it's wrong, but I just love it. Cause they're not going to put out the other mace, the real mace Windu lightsaber. So that that's what I got here. Um, it's well, one of the ones that kind of like, you know, slides yeah, out elongates. You have these lightsaber battles in just crazy times with all your friends. Good, good times. Indeed. JT, do we, do we have a bonus show and tell? Or no? Uh, yeah, I'll do it for the heck of it. <laughs> Let's I'll do, do it. it for the heck of it. Two things. So I went and bought new Crocs at the Croc store in the Outlet Mall. What? And yeah, and I bought this little guy to go on the Croc. That oh. is cool. You know, <laughs> controller. I was I was about to I was about to say we're about to have two non gaming related show and tells. I'm letting Joe slide. <laughs> barely letting Joe slide because this there was is, there was some another one games announced. This. I got this uh, like five years ago as a Christmas gift. It's just like a little stocking stuffer. And the the person that bought it for me said I needed to eat it, but it's it has like 300 grams of sugar in it. Um, so I didn't eat it. And I just oh. keep it in my office. Is that chocolate? Cool. Like full on chocolate? So, 
Yeah, it's a gum, gummy. Oh, it's, it's a, a gummy? gummy? Oh. Yeah. Good God. Yo, yeah, I would eat. like, are you going to eat it? I'm like, no, I'm not going to eat it. I'm saving this. I, I want to eat it. I would have eaten the shit kinda, out of that. I mean, right now, it's probably yeah, really bad. That'd be gone. I'd Bro, I would have gaming one I day. Started, like, oh, I would have started with shit. the thumbsticks. Honestly, oh. there's probably so much sugar in this thing. That you don't eat it all at once. No, no. No, 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 I'm no, calling no. it right now. How, how long it's going to last? This is going to last forever because oh, what's yeah. going to happen is JT's going to have a banger of a, of a game come out. He's going to be addicted to do it. And he's like, I'm in my office. How far of a walk is it to your fridge, JT? <laughs> yeah. It's not too far. Far enough. Far enough. Like, you know, far enough. that gummy controller is looking mighty delicious. Dude, I would have you know, been snacking on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hashtag not an ad for this, but these are my <laughs> absolute favorite snack ever. So oh, I, always, so I, I so always have these on deck. Always. I can't. I don't ever. I'm not I, a snacker. I'm not a snacker in general at all. I'm, I'm a meal guy. I get my meals done. I'm but a coffee I, drinker. But I definitely yeah. would not snack while I'm playing games. I, that's like a no no. I would. I can't even be in the same room. What do you with, mean? You don't like touching your controller, dude, and Keyboard and ugh. Doritos. You know, Dorito fingers. Nope. Not even close. No, so just I, let me let me get Dorito fingers and grab. I'll be honest, I'm like I'm Wait, if I remember correctly. John was a big proponent of like because people were like, "Oh, the PlayStation's gonna be white. It's gonna show like so much stuff on it." Yeah, like I don't know. Who cares? Right? I mean, I don't know. No, well, so I mean, there's a point to that. My point was, no, it's not because I the entire Xbox 360 generation was white controllers and those held up fine. That plastic doesn't like get dirt and grime on it, but it wasn't about food. I don't eat why. Yeah. I can't. Okay. Fair yeah, fair like enough. if I accidentally have something greasy on my controller, like I will instantly clean it. Like I have alcohol wipes, like in every every room in my house, I have isopropyl alcohol wipes. I'm always wiping stuff down. But I'm a freak. Well, we knew that. But hey, good stuff. Um, it's almost as as crazy as well, two twenty, baby. <clears throat> and there's a controller Ooh. in it too. <laughs> Courtney, John might throw up talking about a dirty controller. Yeah, that's very true. You know, that's almost as crazy as like not eating popcorn because you don't have floss. I got a show and tell for uh, for the Star Wars show. It's almost like Joe should have saved his for Star Wars. And maybe we, maybe we could have just had a crossover, but hey, no. Get off my back. Listen, Star Wars <laughs> is always in season, okay? And maybe just one of those eight Star Wars games is going to feature an incorrect Mace Windu lightsaber. That's true. There's no way answer. to know. Got to cover your bases. for that question. I've, I've been saving it to say. For which, well, hold on. Um, which question? You had a question you post on Facebook about the new Star Wars shooter game. I have an answer of well, my favorite. Well, we, that's I a whole topic. We have a, that's, that's a topic of today's episode. I'm just, I'm just letting you know I have something to say. You better have an epi- later uh, on topic. The, later on in the show. I got something we'll to say there. Okay? I'm just saying. Just thinking Next about Star Wars, you know. Last week, we had a question of the week. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. What do you want to see in response Star Wars first-person shooter? Got some responses here, unsurprisingly. Sean Patrick says, really want to see something in the reign of the Empire era. Ryan. Ryan. I love you, man. Uh, Dash Rendar. Mm. I like that. I like that. Classic. Uh, Kevin. One of my favorite Star Wars games remains Republic Commando, which I just played if y'all have been watching Busy Sticks. He said, I like to have a team with different skills and controlling them. And then David Duncan. A Dark Forces remake in line with the current canon. I like that a lot. Ooh, interesting. It would be awesome. I've got a um, community answer as well. Go ahead. Uh, this one is from uh, a man named Greg Miller. Greg Miller, kind of funny. Uh, we, we did pitch him this, this question last week because we gave him all of the questions of the week. So he was the first one to answer it. But if you didn't catch that episode, Greg said he wants to see the Mandalorian. Uh, so he, he's, he said he's sick of playing as a stormtrooper, sick of being boots on the ground, you know, uh, Star Wars militia type stuff. 
Mandalorian's a great great option for that. You got a boots on the ground gunslinger. What better what better time and what better way to work in the what your biggest your biggest name in Star Wars right now probably is the Mandalorian. Yeah. That's that's your sure. you know that's your marquee character. So I think that's a great idea and I I'm with them. That would be sick. Mandalorian is like the biggest sub IP Star Wars has and they've yeah. got to capitalize. I have to no think way. one of those games is based on Mandalorian. I just yeah. like how could it not be? So I have a question within that question though. Okay. Um so with Meta. with Fallen Order being canon, yeah, are we expecting most of these new games to, to continue to be canon? So if, with the Mandalorian, I mean, hundred percent, would they go pre, you know, uh, the first season, or would they go during and kind of just in, intertwine it uh, with? I would imagine they would go. Pre- it would be a prequel to when we started off season one of Mandalorian. I bet you. I bet you. It's a you know, okay. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an earlier Din Djarin. He's probably a little a little grittier, a little darker. We're going down some of his his. his bounty hunting uh excursions and that's that's pre-grogu so he doesn't have that you know that little bright spot in his heart he's just gunslinging bringing him in bringing him warm or cold baby i like that yeah i think you've it'd be awesome to resurrect some things some aspects from 1313 the canceled star wars project that we saw some footage from this week which is bizarre and leads me to believe maybe some of that is happening not necessarily literally a new 1313 but maybe they're taking it in a direction like that with mando instead of boba fett uh, I think that that would be awesome. Uh, the whole with the canon thing, JT, like everything Star Wars, I think pretty much is canon now. Like it's before Disney and then after Disney is is kind of how it goes. There might right. be some minor exceptions, but um, like I, like the Kotor remake, I don't know. You can kind of get into the weeds. Star Wars like visions, that, but that was like a very clear like this is a specific artistic a vision we have. Exactly, like we're you know they couldn't have been more clear. Like hey, we're doing a non-canon thing. Like this is our, our exception to that rule. So I guess my question too is like, what, what do you think is the purpose of making a canon? So if, like when you look at Fallen Order, none of that is actually connected on what we've seen on the small or big screen, right? So like Disney Plus true. or yeah, I thought it's connected, isn't it? I mean, well, well, first of all, it's canon, but Order, well, it's canon. I know that, but I'm saying like, where where have we seen that on the big screen? I oh, mean, you're saying like it, between, the story's yeah. not directly tied in necessarily, yeah, right? Right. Yet, I mean, right? It, it could. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the purpose and what they're going to plan to do. But for now, I hope. I mean, I, I, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it on Disney Plus. We haven't seen it. Right. Obviously but in a movie. well, I mean, yeah, there's there's plenty of little things that exist in Fallen Order that also exist in Disney Plus shows and stuff like things that's there are there are things that started in Fallen Order that have been brought over to the shows. Not like story. general themes. Not story. No, but I mean like I mean like yeah. physical like like uh, like droids like droids that only existed in the Fallen Order game have made their way to. The, okay. the, the Star Wars, so stuff like Fair. that. Okay. But I don't. But just to answer your question, I don't think we have to. We don't have to see those storylines add up. I think they're. I think they're very much content with telling us a narrative story in a video game format, and maybe taking some of those. You know, maybe taking characters in the future, and you know, just sprinkling them in. I don't think we're ever going to see um, Cal Cal Kestis on the big screen. I, I just. I don't. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't expect it. It would be awesome if we did, but they don't have to. I think. I think that just because they want to make everything canon doesn't mean that they literally have to. You you know, if he's in a video game, we got to put him in a movie now. If he's in a book, yeah, he's got to be in a game. You know, they definitely don't have to. But I feel like maybe it's some sort of like marketing ploy too, right? It's like, hey, this guy could end up being in Star Wars Episode Ten or whatever, for example. Right. Throwing something out there. I, I think and, the, you know you want to play our game now, right? No, like, no doubt. For game. sure. So I mean, it's hand in hand for us as fans. Personally, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I want to see that on screen. And then for them, yeah, we want to sell more games. There's, you know there, what I mean? There's certainly I think some- they do that to a degree. It, yeah. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying, JT. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, this is not spoilery, but like the most recent book of Boba Fett, 
you see a BD droid, like the little droid from Fallen Order. And one, yep. Like I, squ- I swear I squealed. I was like, oh my gosh. I literally I clapped. John right away. And I was like, I can't tell you what just happened, but like, oh my gosh, you're going to know it when you see it. I texted you the exact same time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, He he texted me the next day. So being Jedi Fallen Order fans, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we just saw that. Even if it goes nowhere from here and it was just uh, the type of droid. So subtle things, right? Yeah. And it was so well, I think. Go, what's up, Tim? So what kind of, so this is when we first posted that. There's a game that immediately came into my head that I wanted to be like the gameplay to be like because there's a game that I've always loved as a kid growing up that was pretty awesome in my opinion but I know obviously I think we all kind of think maybe the Mandalorian is going to be like I just don't see how they could not capitalize on that right I, I, now. I would say that that's not a shoe at all I wouldn't be surprised if it's a completely new like you know Star you know, Wars idea it wasn't, I think it'd be cool to just do something new but right when I first thought of it, I thought of a game that I wanted it to like be like. And the first game that came into my mind is Star Wars Dark Forces, because when I think of a shooter, I think of that because it's kind of got that Doom style mm-hmm. of gameplay where, you know, you could get some exploration, you get some exploring. And I think it could be very well done just kind of with the new Doom that came out, kind of like mimicking a little bit about what that did and putting it in the Star Wars style. That, so. so here's what I'll say. We're talking about Respawn. We're talking about a, a studio that was built off the backs of developers that made Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the first one, right? Mm. We're talking about a studio whose first two games were Titanfall 1 and 2 that were like some of the most critically acclaimed first-person shooters of their time. And then the second one, they happened to make a campaign, which is one of the most critically acclaimed first-person shooter stories and slash campaigns that, that we've seen in the last couple of decades, right? People love Titanfall certainly didn't get the success it deserved it was stuck on xbox for a little bit i love titanfall and then what they do after that they took that those mechanics and they put it into a new format that people are loving and they gave us apex legends right so i i my bet if if i'm dollars to donuts here take titanfall 2 take that experience this linear first person shooter with the the top tier first person shooter controls a very interesting story very interesting uh, puzzle related gameplay like Titanfall 2 had and just slap a Star Wars skin on that and I don't mean that literally obviously it's going to be lovingly crafted and we're going to get some re- very unique ideas but t- take the format of Titanfall 2 and I think that's where Respawn's going to go with this, this first person shooter did they say it's going to be a single player campaign or did they no, say anything no so what are the chances that it's I mean everything's kind of shifting to a multiplayer style game what are the chances that it's all multiplayer it could be, but I I feel like if it was, they would present it a little bit more that yeah, way. Yeah, I like, would I would agree. I'm just saying, like you know, devil's advocate yeah, here. Chances. What if it was? It yeah. could be. It was vague enough. You know? it, all they said was FPS, right? Like they didn't say story driven, to my knowledge. They didn't yeah, label no. anything like that. I, I just think that the the reason they wouldn't go that direction is because that that's where they just failed with Battlefront. You know, talk talk about the redemption story all you want with Battlefront Two and how right. that game is obviously very good right now. Didn't sell well and didn't do very good in the press. And that was. And I thought it, there was nine Battlefronts. That's what John said. The no, 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 no. There, oh, there's sorry, sorry. going to be nine battlefronts. Right. Fifteen oh, different so, battlefronts. So I, I'll I, say one thing that I'd want to see in the FPS, though, and it kind of speaks to what Joe said as far as Boba. I would like a a Boba and Django like going into the past, going into the future, kind of mm, seeing both, cool. both right. Like I, I, I want to see more of Django. I wouldn't mind it. Uh, and obviously, knowing Django's story, how it affected Boba, what we're seeing in the book of Boba as well. So. Um, you know that'd be kind of cool, I think, and it's you know the two most infamous, famous, whatever you want to call them, uh, uh, first-person shooters in Star Wars. So yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Great call. That's really cool. Uh, Bounty Hunter was a, a very good game uh, back in the 
prequel eras that came out I went right around 2002. Um, yeah, they could really do a lot with that. I, I I'm just thinking, what, whatever we see, we're gonna see something like AAA quality, high polish. Like, think, I mean, presentation yeah. wise, it's gonna be Fallen Order, but just first person shooter. Like, it's gonna be that. That's what I think we're gonna see. But certainly could be wrong. Three good quality games. That I think I'm open for. No, one's an RTS, awesome. so you know. Yeah, so three good quality games. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Halo Wars was great, wasn't it? Isn't that an RTS or no? Couldn't tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't tell you. Wouldn't tell you if you paid me. <laughs> let's test this theory out so wouldn't pay john um yeah <laughs> hey, go there. Stop I'm, gonna, it. I'm gonna apple pay you <laughs> all right um so now that we've gotten that out of the way we we've had a lot of big studio talk we've had collaborations we've had some major major purchases here in just one month's time here in 2022, whether we're talking Sony with Bungie or we are talking Microsoft with Activision, our uh, our question of the week, we want you to get involved, whether that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse, or even in the chat on Twitch. Are these studio consolidations cause for concern? What does that mean to you in terms of big business, in terms of what we'll see in content in the future? How does the model shift? Uh, we, we want to get your thoughts on it. And we'll have a, dis- a little bit of a discussion as a follow-up on that for next week's episode of Busy Sticks. And we'll get into it in uh, just a moment here. But are these studio consolidations in the video game industry cause for concern? Speaking of which, boys, Sony, they bought a studio, a beloved studio, if you were uh, an Xbox longtime fanboy, such as myself. But it's very exciting because I think, I think they're going to be taken well care of here. The story from IGN.com. Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced it will acquire Destiny developer Bungie for $3.6 billion. Again, George Lucas, come on. Go see if Disney will give you a little more chatter for Star Wars. Only $4 billion. Come on. GamesIndustry.biz reports that following the deal, Bungie will run as an independent subsidiary of SIE and will remain a multi-platform studio with the option to self-publish and reach players where they choose to play. Bungie is best known as the creators of Halo, but since becoming an independent studio, have focused their efforts on Destiny, a live service FPS RPG, where players can explore the galaxy as Guardians of Light. The company is also working on a new IP. We've had a strong partnership with Bungie since the inception of the Destiny franchise, and I couldn't be more thrilled to officially welcome the studio to the PlayStation family, says SIE President CEO Jim Ryan. This is fascinating man like it is. It, it, so it, i think the easy the easy thing we can jump to is like oh sony reacted to the activision purchase that's don't be naive yeah, these th- these things take months before you can even talk about it these things take months to even come to an agreement where you can where you can make that decision there's a bigger conversation to be had that both sony and microsoft are in a situation where they are buying up publishers that that's a that's a real conversation so there's certainly something happening in the industry that's affecting them both that's making them both want to purchase up studios and developers that's that can't be ignored obviously microsoft has the has the capital to do that on a a much you know larger scale so that you know certainly something there but so interesting man just the the way i would have never expected this to happen with the caveat that bungie is going to continue to be 
fully owned and not, not owned, but fully operated with their current existing uh, leadership. And they have the option to continue to self-publish if they want. And they're still going to be multi-platform. If you were to t- tell me three days ago that Sony's buying Bungie, I'm like, all right, lock it down. That's huge. Sony's going to Sony's gonna make Destiny exclusive. Maybe not Destiny. Maybe they, maybe they would have continued supporting Destiny. But New IP that they're it, doing. They exactly. That exclusive. De- yeah. Destiny 3 and and then you know the, the, this new IP and all these games are going to be Sony exclusive. That would have been my, my gut reaction but it seems like they just like microsoft they're they're, they want to get into this publishing business they want to get into this business of managing studios that are doing work for other people so it's interesting times yeah i'm a big proponent on that they have to be coordinating this in some way because just with everything kind of being bought up this way you're you're seeing a lot of hey we're gonna go cross platform you're not seeing a lot of hey this is gonna be something i'm only gonna do what's gonna be exclusive and i feel like playstation more than Xbox and Microsoft, in a sense, have always kind of had the exclusives. Yeah, they play hardball. That being said, I feel like just in the past year or two, you've seen um, Horizon come to PC. You've seen God of War War come to PC. You see a lot of that stuff happening, and I think that you're kind of seeing a trend in what's happening because, in my opinion, from a business perspective, when you look at the companies, you look at one giant giant company who sells an Xbox and a PC, and you have one company that sells, you know, the PlayStation. I know for a lot of other people, if I didn't have a PC, I don't own an Xbox because I, there's games on Xbox or friends that I want to play with and vice versa, like owning a PlayStation where I feel like this kind of monopoly in a sense of each company is creating a healthy competitive environment for both Microsoft and Sony because you have the, a lot of the multiplayer games where you want to play with your friends, you can now, but there's a reason to just own a PlayStation and there's a reason just to own an Xbox because Game Pass is awesome. I don't own an Xbox and I have Game Pass right. because I can get it on my PC. So I have an Xbox Game Pass. I also have a PlayStation Plus membership. If they didn't have games that I can only play on Xbox or have some member reason to be part of that, why would I ever own that? So sure. I think I'm the biggest proponent of that. That, so. it's something interesting is happening so uh, a quote that I, I can't stop thinking about since all this started going down is right after the Microsoft uh, and Activision uh, almost said merger but that's a straight up purchase um, so after Microsoft purchased Activision Phil Spencer there was a comment that Phil Spencer made that like there are, there the industry is in a very healthy place and there are certain there are certain people there are certain companies in this industry that we trust to keep it moving forward so he mentioned Sony and he mentioned Nintendo and uh, there was another comment in that same interview where he said, our biggest competitors in situations like this are the Apples, Googles, and Amazons of the world. So it almost seems like the gaming industry, your Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, are starting to realize that these other big companies are realizing the money in gaming, and they're starting to kind of consolidate for preservation. That's that's my running theory is that the, the Microsoft and Sony are out there spending money to preserve the gaming industry as it is. So you don't have these Amazons and these Googles coming in and purchasing these studios and monetizing these these games in very predatory ways. I, I honestly think there's a lot, to, a lot of discussion to be had, and that was our question of the week, obviously. I think that the intent behind this stuff is good because you're spending a lot of money to make this happen. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I It's so interesting, like the angles that uh, could be taken with this. Like, it's funny because you you think about how really even already the industry has shifted, right? Where PlayStation nailed it last generation with those exclusives. And because of the time they invested in those studios, and it takes time to make a video game, right? Like a lot of time and effort. And to make a AAA game that is revered and sells well on one platform 
is an accomplishment. And Sony did it time and time again with the PS4 generation. There was no shortage of titles. Xbox didn't have that. They got behind early with what they were doing with Xbox One. They made some poor decisions early on in marketing and direction with the TV stuff. And they paid for it that way. And I think, you know, we'll never know the behind the scenes stuff. But to me, it was like towards the end of that generation, especially with Phil Spencer in charge, they were trying to, to catch up. They were trying to buy studios to build exclusives, it felt like, that could compete with Sony. So you've got your Halo and Gears, right? Like they bring back Fable. Uh, there's all these other games that they have in development that are, are not, they don't have the name recognition that some of these Sony platform games have. But then I think something went off at, like a light bulb, so to speak. And they were like, what if, what if we buy some of the, the, the biggest names out there in gaming to not necessarily take away the ability for those games to go on other platforms and be exclusive, but to rake in the money from what those games do. So you're selling your games on Nintendo platforms, on PlayStation platforms. Um, and we, we've seen it now with, with Bethesda, with Activision. Like, this, this is crazy if you would have told me a year and a half ago that all Activision this happened. Activision blew me away. I right. not, I Activision was it. crazy. That was like a, a, almost like a doomsday scenario. For sure. You would be like, what? And, but to have that and to have, like we talked about it, right? Their, their logo saying Xbox Game Studios. Wherever you're playing Call of Duty in, in two years. That's crazy. So I think you know, Microsoft jumps ahead that way and pivots because of the success of the PS4 generation with these exclusives in a way. And now PlayStation almost, again, this is not reactionary to the Activision stuff, but maybe they see Bethesda happen and they say, hey, maybe we should look, because they've had a few acquisitions, not of this scale, but they've had a few in the last year where they buy up these studios and, and like Bungie is the biggest name yet that they've had to deal with. So there's a little bit of back and forth there and it's not necessarily a competition. I mean, yeah, it is. It's of course business, it is. Right. But yeah. But when you say that it means it's a competition. Yeah. No it, doubt. Well, it's yeah. what I'm saying is it's not like what I'm, I'm trying to say is it's not reactionary. Like yeah. the internet is saying, right. It's I, not hundred percent. It is our business. We, we got to buy this to, to catch up and all that, but I think it doesn't happen. They get the, don't get the announcement and like, Oh, well I'll buy it. it right. The, that, the best business is take what other businesses do well and and make it their own and they either make it just as well or they do it better and i i think they they've recognized that a little bit we talk about business there, there's bad business too right so right. If, 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 if 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 take the, the the one last week if activision gets purchased by microsoft and microsoft says hey guess what call of duty is only on xbox right now well that's bad business you, you are you are taking that away from so many other gamers somebody who may have a playstation also and they now they look now they see a decision that you made that's an anti-consumer decision and I, maybe I want to support Microsoft less because of that, right? So there's certainly a balance to making these huge, huge industry-changing, you know, purchases. But uh, you, you mentioned the point um, that why not make why not purchase these studios and reap reap the benefits? You know, now Microsoft owns Activision, so they get all the money when it comes to you know Call of Duty sales. But it's also mutually beneficial. You bring up Bethesda now, Bethesda can can operate their studio with Microsoft money, right? So right. We, we've seen a couple of their projects kind of kind of stumble out of the gate the last couple of years. Um, even I mean, same thing with uh, with with Destiny and Sony. Now you've got Sony money there. Sony's not nearly as big as Microsoft, but they, they've definitely got some capital to help that help that studio run and support it with resources. So, again, there's conversations to be had about monopolies and whether or not this is good for the industry. Looking forward to seeing those responses next week. But I think I think at face value, this is a good thing. I think that you're seeing you're seeing 
And again, it's it's not it's not Sony and Microsoft like running in with a bulldozer and, and like uh, um and like buying up shares and you know and, and taking over these companies. These are all mutual decisions. Like these these are studios that are like you know what this agreement seems good for us. You're, that that money's going to help us. Your leadership X Y and Z. Like I think it's healthy for the industry, but obviously only time will tell. And it really think- matters who it, I've said this. You know, whatever company it is, small scale like the one I work for or a large-scale company like a Microsoft, it matters who your leadership is because it is top-down in terms of culture, in terms of philosophy. Phil Spencer has talked the talk and walked the walk so far. He's They positioned Xbox as kind of the good guy, right? Like, hey, we don't care where you game. Hey, we want to be friends with PlayStation, with Nintendo. Like, this whole mindset of you can only have one, you can only be a fan of one. Like, that's not... Like, get out of here with that stuff. He has really taken the bull by the horns and made that a thing. So if they were to buy a Bethesda or um, Activision and be like, yeah, uh, they're all going to be Xbox exclusive moving forward, like you're out of luck. That would be a little bit against that mission statement. Absolutely. To to be able to game wherever you want to game. Maybe that's not just necessarily literally on Microsoft platforms, whether it's on your phone, your tablet, your PC, your Xbox. Maybe it's you're going to play Xbox games, but you're going to play them on your PlayStation, meaning an Xbox game studio game, like the next, you know, two Call of Duties away, whatever have you. Like, I think there's something to be said for that. JT, hit us with, with your thoughts on, on yeah, all of this. I, honestly, I just kind of want to double down on what John said a little bit. So I, for me, you look at all the people, whether streamers, general gamers, they have their complaints about certain games, right? Destiny's servers are off or their content's not the way we want or same with Call of Duty, whatever the case is. Now you're giving these studios more money, better people, better resources, which so then, then in turn gives us the better product, right? So it, it, again, face value, it get these big studios to support, or I'm sorry, these big companies to support, to support to, uh, smaller studios. And in the end, who's going to be happy? Us, right? I, and that's I, they're making the money. I don't care about the battle between micro. I mean, I make jokes, right? Like, oh, uh, Sony did this because of Microsoft, whatever. It's all joke. You know, I think most of it's just people overreacting and stuff like that. But in the end, I want better gaming. That's the, as a consumer, that's all I care about. The Monopoly stuff, you know, people will get into it. You know, will it bring the, the quality of gaming down? Personally, I don't think so because I think that for the most part, both Microsoft and uh, uh, Sony have, have basically committed to letting them. St- operate the way they did right they're just going to give them the more resources the more money and allow them yeah. to do to do better right so in the end what does that do it helps us as gamers right. we get we get better product i don't have to worry about my servers going to crap every time i play cod i don't have to worry about the the, the new game that comes out and needs to get delayed three times because nothing's up to you know up to standard they're, they're, that's not going to happen with these big companies supporting these smaller studios. Uh, another point. Another point I want to make on that is like, so somebody might be in the comments rolling their eyes. Like everybody wants to make money. Microsoft's going to have the same incentives to you know to do the same things because they want to make money on Call of Duty too. Okay, sure. If, if you want to put a blanket statement around that, sure. But when when Activision is is operating as an independent company, they're out for one thing and one thing only. Activision's bottom line. Everything they do exists to make Activision money and to bolster the Activision brand, right? When Microsoft owns Activision, their bottom line is to make sure Xbox stays a good brand. So mm-hmm. if they introduce these predatory um, monetization practices, that that that's a hit on Halo. That's a hit on Xbox Live. That's a hit on Game Pass. They can't afford to drive a game like Call of Duty into the ground because they have so much else at stake. Whereas Activision, all they had was Call of Duty. All they wanted was so- your money. 
Activision and Call of Duty, they they I feel like they they fell victim and whether it's a studio or people who ran the studio, people are gonna buy us no matter what, right? Where companies like Microsoft and, and Sony, they they have this high standard they expect all of their games to be, and you now these studios are with those companies and they're gonna force them to to operate that way. And that again, it goes back to us as gamers, we get better product out of it. So, you know, I I, I get it. There's always a fear that that you know there's going to be the battle of cross-platform or not and stuff like that but we're in 2022 man like <laughs> like enough with the i'm going to pick xbox over ps you know I, I think microsoft does have some pressure of of ps4 being such a high selling high uh, income generating uh, a product but you know if everybody's great we're all happy but i feel like from a, a business perspective i don't think the P- playstation exclusives are a bad thing or xbox exclusives because it encourages someone to own a, a console agree because you know if I'm PlayStation, yeah, I want to share with with Microsoft, but I also want to give people, you know, encouragement to play a game that I produce that you can only play. Like perfect example is Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War. You're gonna own that. You buy PlayStation to play that game, right. and it's a game that you are obsessed with. But eventually, coming out to Microsoft is, is saying like, "Hey, I know maybe you couldn't get to PlayStation, but eventually, I'm still gonna allow you to play my game." And it works good in the sense for PlayStation because now, guess what? I I didn't get a chance to play it, and I'm buying it at a full price on, on PC, PC. Right. You know, it's, and it's it, I'm glad I am, but you know, not everyone can do that. Right. So it, it's you you pick it's and healthy, choose your best competition. It is. It is, and I don't think you're going to see PlayStation exclusives go anywhere. This is the, the, no. Sony buying Bungie and letting them operate as a as a independent entity for now is very much Sony dipping their toes in the water and trying the best of both worlds. All these other acquisitions, all these other studios Sony has purchased in the last couple of years, you're not going to see another uh, um, an Insomniac game come to come to Xbox anytime soon, guys. Like they are they are sticking with their their business model. They're making quality exclusives over there for the PS5 that you can only play on the PS5. And they're, Game they're, Pass, I think, is huge for them too. I think that's their oh no doubt too. right. But five million subscribers. That's yeah, it's crazy for sure. But my point is this this Bungie purchase was the perfect opportunity for Sony to dip their toes in the water and say okay really not much of a gamble for us here to buy this studio because Destiny's going to continue to make a ton of money and of course their next IP is too so yeah let, let's scoop them up they're obviously willing to be purchased they want some they want some structure here so let's do that let's let them do what they want to do let's let them continue to produce their games for Xbox and, and for PC and let's just see how that goes we're, we, we're over here we can't keep PS5s on the shelf we've got no issue here but let's try this too and it's hey, a yeah, business mindset mentioned, you mentioned the Game Pass thing too sorry not to interrupt but um, so could Microsoft technically, I guess it's technically a question. Could Microsoft say, you know, all Call of Duty is going to be on Game Pass for now on day one? It is. It is. They don't even need to say, hey, it's going to be exclusive. They're just saying, hey, pay, you know, $14.99 a month and you're going to get this game for free. For, for sure. And that they, is happening. They that with Bethesda. With, right. hey, right. basically the Bethesda library. Right. Uh, it was parceled over a few months. But, like, you can go back, play some of the original Dooms on there, like, Elder Scrolls, all the fallouts, right. like it's all there. Um, right. So they don't that's have a great to say point. The word exclusive at all. I mean, they, sure. they, they have the product there that you guys just mentioned. What I think uh, did we talk about this, John, or any of us talk about this? Probably that uh, they expect to have what fifty million subscribers in the next uh, three to five years or something. I said, maybe it makes sense. I mean, they're, they're at twenty five I mean, now, so I can certainly see that. Up and, with, and now with these studios, I mean, just when that was announced, how many how many more subscribers did they get? You know what I mean? Well, think about this, like from a gaming standpoint. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's this year's Call of Duty, but for example, when you get the next Call of Duty and you're able to play it game one, day one on, on, on Game Pass, 
geez, like, I why would I ever pay for that on PlayStation? Right. I'm you not buying I mean? like, on PlayStation. I'm a, yeah. It's right. crazy. Yeah. Like the especially it, with cross platform play. Like why? Why would right. anybody There's that no owns incentive. both an Xbox and a PlayStation, or even just a PC and a PlayStation, why would they buy that game on PlayStation? They can still play with their PlayStation friends with cross platform. Like I'm you, wondering if Call of Duty will move. This is Call of Duty specific. I don't think every game would do this, obviously. But if Call of Duty just moves to like. We're gonna put one game out called Call of Duty, and we're gonna give you content yearly. A platform to it, just yeah. a general. I think I mean, it's, possible. it's interesting. I, I think it's gonna happen. I think it has you're. To. I think you're either going to see that or what I do think. So I think that's a great point. That's definitely possible. I've been pushing for like Madden and NHL to go that that route for years. But uh, right. what I think is more likely, I think you're just going to see more time in between Call of Duties. I don't think you're going to get Call of Duty as a yearly release be. anymore. I think you're going to see Microsoft say, okay, we've got the money now. You've got the resources. You don't need to crunch to get a new Call of Duty out every year. We're, we're going to put one out. We're going to make sure it's unique. We're going to make sure there's a hook to it. We're going to support it for three, four years with new content. And then three, four years, we'll get another Call of Duty game. So I think that's what's more likely, but there, we will see a shakeup, though. Well, they, yeah. they could do that, or they could keep the current model, but say, hey, with our resources, now we're going to give you the team and the manpower to do this without crunching and being miserable and whatnot, right? Like, I, they yeah. have the resources to expand that. So, like, there's... There's no shortage of options or directions they could go with this. There's only so many resources you could throw at a studio to to put out a, a AAA game with a new unique idea every year, though. It's it's just tough to see them not do a Call of Duty or like I mean we talk like Madden or FIFA every year. I don't think it'll ever happen until people stop paying for it. Like I, there's no way. It's I, just too much money. I will go out there. I'll I'll, I'll bet you on it, man. I'll, we'll come back to Busy Six episode 300 in a couple of years and we'll talk about this because <laughs> I Yo, no 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 let's, let's, let's bet on it. Let's, let's do bet it. on it. I'll do it. Uh, you two go. Whoever loses has to come back on Busy Sticks and eat the Death Wings. <laughs> I knew five you were going to put <sighs> No. You were five? What is two? No, 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 no. Suicidal, if you no. will. If, 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 if I win, you have, to re- you, you have to reimburse me. You have to reimburse me for all of the money I've spent on Game Pass between now and then to play Call of Duty. <laughs> no. no way. Uh, the year is 2050. <laughs> hey, Joe. <laughs> uh, I'm broken hope. No, no, no just, just, uh, just a friendly bet. Just a friendly bet. I, I'm just, I'm just confident that we're going to see a shakeup in the way Call of Duty is developed. I just think so. So you have to add something to it. Hang on, hang on. So fun. John is predicting there will not be annual Call of Duty releases starting when? So this is the bet. So there, that's already. I think this they're already, the they're already contractually obligated for the next two or three years. I believe to to release a call. Okay. That's already leaked. That that they they are contractually obligated to release the next two or three Call of Duties on PlayStation. So I think that so we think through through twenty twenty four because that would be the next three annual releases. Yeah. So t- you think possibly twenty twenty five? You don't get a Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. I just how we, how we hold on. Hey Siri, remind me on January first, twenty twenty five, that I made a bet about Call of Duty. There we go. Okay. Yes. Reminder is set for January first, two thousand twenty five. Good to go. <laughs> so, so kind of adding into that a little bit. Uh, do you guys see Blessing thought that Game Pass will come to uh, PlayStation at some point? It's a, it's a conversation that we've we've seen happen. I mean, like, so the, the first natural evolution was that of that was when is PlayStation? When is Game Pass coming to Nintendo? Because right, X, right. Xbox never been so friendly. I just don't think you'll see it because what, what's the benefit for PlayStation to do that? Why would they? No. Why would they okay I don't think that? It's gonna happen either. 
Yeah, that was the rumor for it was the hot rumor. We thought it was happening with Nintendo. I don't see that happening. The only way they're going to come out with their own. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're, working, they're working on it right now. But, kind of in a way. So, right? Devil's Advocate. They're getting rid of what's it called? PlayStation. Well, PlayStation now. now. Yeah. yeah. They're consolidating it. They're making It's called like Project Spartacus. They're making a Game Pass competitor, right? But Devil's right. Advocate. EA, EA Access is on is on PlayStation, right? So it's, it's not unprecedented for another platform, to another subscription model to be there. The only way it ever happens is if Microsoft strong arms and says, the only way you're getting Activision games and, and, and Bethesda games is if they're on Game Pass. And you get a cut of it. Like, you, you, ta- you take five bucks for every, everybody who subscribes to Game Pass on PlayStation. You take five of the 15, whatever. Obviously, there's going to be a fee to host that service on PlayStation Store, obviously. You buy V-Bucks right now on PlayStation, they get a cut of that. That's how it works, right? So the only way that it happens if Microsoft does a strong arm and says, hey, man, you can still play Call of Duty. You can still have all these, but they got to be via Game Pass. Which See, has, I think uh, that's more likely than than some of the other things we've talked about tonight. Right. Um, again, I don't think Phil Spencer's doing that tomorrow, but I think we're talking a few years down the it, line. It could evolve into that, right? Yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it. Hey Siri, remind me in twenty twenty four. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, like we are. I mean, we are, so yeah. this next gen is like. Have we ever seen the industry be shooken up so? drastically in yeah. such a small amount of time and, and like this is stuff that we've kind of talked about for a while like we've always talked about like what if these these companies start consolidating and what it looks like and when game pass was in, it, in its inception does it end up in other platforms and how does that change the way we buy games it is fascinating man i cannot wait to see what the industry looks like in two years from now like i said a little, add a little asterisk to be continued because they're not done supposedly so right that's, that's a great point oh, that's a great sure. point we're just getting started here, folks. Mm-hmm. Like this, buckle up. Like Konami. I said, it's a good, right. good time to to start. Uh, what I would do is play another uh, another good Castlevania game, or a, a, just, another good uh, Metal Gear game. I mean, you, you, your breath. Metal you, Gear, you, Metal Gear One remastered. Metal Gear with Kojima back behind the helm because oh, you you stripped that gosh. away from Konami, so all that bad blood's gone. Come on, you kidding oh. me right now? Yeah, sign me up. Dream come true. Uh, all right. You guys want to get into Pokemon Legends Arceus? Yeah. That oh, game's there's cool. a Pokemon game that came out recently. Yeah. No. This is I all do. speculation. I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna pass this off to John to run because I have nothing to say because I have nothing to contribute. So I'm just gonna sit back. Uh, yeah. have at it, boys. So you, I, I'm on the record, even on this show, of saying that I did not believe that Pokemon Arceus was gonna hit. Um uh, when the when the trailers first came out, so they, they dropped this announcement the same day they dropped the uh, Diamond and Pearl remix. It's like, okay, two new Pokemon games. One is a faithful recreation of Gen 4, so what you're already used to. But this next one, man, this has some Breath of the Wild vibes. Like this this might be that that open world, uh more grown up Pokemon game that people have been asking for for years. Um I didn't I didn't believe it. I think I mentioned earlier that like I just expected Pokemon to just keep churning out the same formula because it prints money. You know, Pokemon at the end of the day is a kid's game and you have to dig more if you want f- more from it. If you want a shiny hunt and you want to get the perfect IVs and stuff like that, that's how you make Pokemon more of a, a deeper game, right? That's always, always the way it's been. So I did not expect RCS to, to do much and I am happy to say that I was wrong. It is really, really good and it's really, really different. Um, the formula is like 
it is such a deviation from what we're used to in Pokemon, man. Like you're out there, you're running around the wild. The goal, like the the Pokedex, is so much cooler. Like you are, you have every Pokemon has multiple different tasks that you have to complete to complete its entry. So the whole point of the game is just exploring and finding new Pokemon and filling out the Pokedex. But it's not just by catching one of them; it's by doing exploration based tasks and like using Pokemon you weren't used to. Um, the story's super interesting. The environments are, I think, awesome. There, there's a discourse yeah. going on right now. That the game's ugly and it looks like a GameCube game. I don't know who is taking this game and Breath of the Wild side by side and telling me that there's a, a huge difference in the way these games look. Like, I get the environments are a little barren and, you know, it's it's whatever. It, it's a Nintendo game. They're limited by horsepower. They don't care about being top of the line graphically and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. The, some, of the, some of the complaints I've seen about the visuals, I'm just like... Did you guys play Sword and Shield? Like, when was the last time you played a Pokemon game? This is, like, two generations ahead of its time. But, I don't know. I'm having yeah. a blast with it. I'm only, I would say, well, I'm, I'm hours-wise, I'm deep into it because I've been shiny hunting and stuff like that. But I'm probably only a quarter of the way, if not maybe halfway through the story. So, I'm digging it. It's a it's a, it's a huge, huge breath of fresh air for the Pokemon series. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Tim, where are you at with it? Yeah, similar thing. So, kind of on your topic, too, you kind of get the people on Twitter that are the Pokemon fanatics that loved it. We kind of talked about before we, we started this is that you get the people that drive through to get coffee or you go to somewhere that's a retail sales and you want to, you know, make their life miserable. That's kind of how I view the Pokemon community sometimes in a sense that if you want to find something wrong with it, you will. And I think that's kind of the issue with a lot of games sometimes is that people look for things to be wrong opposed to just kind of enjoying the ride. I love it. I really do. I love, I think it's just more, I think in my opinion, I don't know how you feel, John, but I think it's more relaxing than a lot of other Pokemon games. No I've doubt. Played. Just the vibe. You just get like, on and just do whatever you want. It's like, like, you just it, do whatever. Right. Yes. Like the, the you structure. You have to fight every Pokemon. Right. Not, the part of the challenge is not to fight every Pokemon. Exactly. Because like, like you were. Like a stealth component, like, hey, get this one from the grass. It you is. Know, like that's just awesome. And, and like, you don't have to. Skill level wise, it is a difficult Pokemon game comparatively, right? Like you can't, I think I'm just like in line with where I should be in the main story. And I got to a point where I'm like, yo, I'm in this wild area and I'm a level 27. Everything around here is like a 35. I'm for the first time since 1999, I'm under leveled in a Pokemon game. Like right. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And I like the fact that they have, um, the alphas, I think they call them. Yes. That, are kind of roaming through and like the first time I ran in one, I'm like, oh, not a big deal. Like I'll just avoid it. And the thing freaking blew like a giant fireball at me. It's I'm a like, big okay, deal. Like it was probably the rapid like, dash, maybe right? I'm gonna die. <laughs> yes, it was actually the rapid dash. It happened to me too. Um, but uh, it was just like just awesome. Like uh, again, I kind of agree with John a little bit that the world is kind of barren, but I appreciate the fact that maybe they didn't focus on putting stuff in the world and focused on like the mechanics of the world. The stuff to do a little right? more. Yeah, and I just feel like the game flows very well. Like, it's meant to be an exploration game, which I feel like is what Pokemon always kind of should have been. It should have been about discovery and finding the Pokemon, and I just like the fact that you're going, like, for example, I'm at a part now where I need to get to another area, and I have to go through the lower-level area. There's right. still incentive for me to stay in the lower-level area to for catch sure. and finish the Pokedex. And then so, you have people in the village with side quests, and the point of the side quest is, hey... This person you're filling the side quest out that's really interested in this Pokemon, it's gonna fill that Pokedex entry. Yeah, which is kind of like, cool. So, so. just quick sidebar: there's si there's side missions. There's tons of side missions everywhere you go. There's another there's a character like with a little exclamation point saying, "Hey, can you bring me this Pokemon? I want to, you know, bring me bring me a big version of it. Bring me a small. Like, there's so much incentive to go out and do something different, and you get good rewards for that. But just to touch on your other point that. This, this game makes you want to fulfill the promise that Pokemon has always been, right? Catch them all. You boot up Pokemon yep. Red, the first idea that you are given 
is that I'm Professor Oak. This is my brand new invention called the Pokedex, which they retconned that here, obviously. But yeah. your job is to go out there and catch them all. Help me learn about Pokemon. Let's discover this world. And then you're immediately sidetracked with like this this big boss and like the, collecting the Pokemon and filling out the Pokedex takes a backseat, and it always has. That has never been a focus of Pokemon, even though that's the tagline of the game, gotta catch them all. And that's the first thing you're introduced is the Pokedex and go fill it out. But actually, no, don't worry about that. Like, here's the actual story of the game. That's just kind of what we do to market the game, right? So this is the first game that actually makes you feel like, yo, co- like completing the Pokedex is the point of the game. Yeah, there's there's a story going on. Like, I want to figure out what's going on in this Hisui region and how it eventually becomes... Um, What's the region called in Gen 4? Uh, I forget, whatever. Someone's going to say it in the comments. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is a previous region. What, whatever Gen 4 was, this is what that region was like 200 years ago. But, like, there's so many little breadcrumbs story-wise that are fun to see. Like, there's characters in this game that, like, are definitely, line- like, the the the, the uh, familial lineage of characters we'll see in yep. Gen 4 in the future and stuff like that. It, it's just so deep. But for me, it's the promise. And actually acting on the fact that you are here to catch every Pokemon, but not just catch them, learn about them. Do these specific tasks and fill out the Pokedex in a very different way. Uh, It's refreshing. If you have any interest in Pokemon, if you've ever enjoyed a Pokemon game, pick this up because you're going to love this. I don't see how you don't. I don't see how you've ever enjoyed an hour of Pokemon and pick this up and don't like it. And on the flip side of that, if you've never been into Pokemon and the games have been just a little too too ABC, a little too elementary for you, man, Joe, that's you, man. You raised your hand. I like this. Yeah. try this game it, it it is different it is so different and i think it's very very good like obviously it's a meme to say this but like game of the year candidate obviously it's only one month in the year but i can see it being <laughs> right. in that conversation for me towards the end of the year i'm having such a good time with it that like this is this is a good game John, thing, I think- uh, uh, honestly like it's so funny like it, i think some of the the reactions on the internet are funny because they're they're all over the place, but like really largely it's been positive. I, it has the most been. part, like especially no as we've gotten away just a little bit of time away from release here, like it's already starting to settle in. And I feel like there was not a ton of hype around this. There was hype, but like, it wasn't like anything crazy. And I'm, I don't, I've never disliked Pokemon. I've just never been into it, but I really appreciate, as I've always said, when certain fandoms like, get something that they love so pokemon fans who are having fun with this i really i feel good yeah i think one thing i appreciate that i think one thing i want to add too that's kind of an underrated thing that we don't think about the fact that you have to throw the pokeball like that seems like such a a minute yes the reality that you have to pick and choose like you could lock on but just the fact that you're aiming a pokeball right there's incentive to like throw other things like throw a piece of food that they may like and that'll encourage like they'll distract him yes. like, if they're sleeping it's a better time to throw a pokeball the, the, or like hit him from the back like, the core the, idea of pokemon is about catching pokemon and the yes. way it's the way it's always worked in every game besides pokemon go is just go into a menu click on the pokeball and, and click use and that was throwing the pokemon and again that's fine that yep. makes sense that's how we take care of that 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 mechanic in those games but you are literally crouching in tall grass, trying not to... It's it's a stealth game. You're trying not to be seen, and you're throwing Pokeballs at the back of Pokemon's head. And very violently, very cool. Out, but hey, it's awesome. can I catch this Pokemon without fighting them? And if you throw the Pokeball and they break out, it's not like, oh, it's well, maybe I used the wrong ball. It's like, hey, right. maybe this one's aggressive. I got to fight it, and then I have to get it low and then throw the Pokeball. Like, exactly. There's a level and, to it. And so. then there's also like, you know, so, so many times I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to catch this thing. But if it doesn't like that and wants to fight me, I'm out. I'm I'm I'm, right. I'm, hep, I'm hopping on my weird ear and I'm just busting out of here. Yeah. So it, it the game's very it's very open it's very different. 
can't recommend it enough. I can't wait to finish it, man. Like, but I'm just I'm taking my time with it. I've been I've been shiny hunting for a while. I've been stuck on like a a scyther nest that I just keep relaunching the game for. Um, that's another thing that's cool. Wife, but it's coming to work with me tomorrow. So. Oh, absolutely, better. <laughs> um, it, so shiny hunting is something that I've always had a lot of fun with the Pokemon. So they they made it. Now, I wouldn't say easy, just so much more. Main, so much more streamlined to shiny hunt Pokemon in this game. Anytime you see those outbreaks, have you seen an outbreak yet, Tim? So you'll when you'll when you if you're coming from Jubilee City and you talk to the guard to leave, he'll say like, "Be careful out there." There's one of those outbreaks. If you look at the map, there'll be an icon with a specific Pokemon, and that Pokemon just keeps spawning in that location, just like an outbreak of that oh, Pokemon. Cool. Um, if you go to those outbreaks, it's twice as likely for a shiny of that Pokemon to spawn. And then if you have the Pokedex entry already complete for that Pokemon, it's twice as likely again. So shiny hunting is, is sweet in this game. I think that's going to, like, I, I think but my I think, game. Like, I think back to, to Sword, I never got a shiny just because it was so difficult. Like, yeah. Again, there's methods. One shiny, actually. One shiny. There's methods to, like, chaining Pokemon and stuff like that in Sword and Shield, but it's just so convoluted. And again, I did it because yeah. I'm a stupid nerd, but, like, this game, this game streamlines yeah, it a lot. Nerd. I'm a stupid nerd. That's what I am. Um, that's good, Joe. You're a stupid nerd, too. Can't can't say oh, enough good things about this game. Nice guy, I'm, just kidding, I'm sorry. Like, sorry. Yeah. That, um, that I'm just trying to nice see the Joe. Dark Lord, you know, Revenge of the Sith Lord. Dark Joe. Lord Sith Joe would go at you, but you know, I'm nice guy Joe right now, so I'm just yeah. gonna cry a little. But, but that, right. those are the thoughts there. I mean, it's very good. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's very refreshing to see a new take on Pokemon and it, and having it be executed in a in a way I think is I think, dope. I think it's like a, a good right? step in. I think it's a good step in if you haven't played Pokemon in a while and you want to dive back in. It's a good entry point. Agreed. My my my. I just hope that they keep this formula for the future. And I know it's a spot, it's a side game. It technically isn't a mainline Pokemon game, but like I hope they take a lot of what's here and bring that to the mainline. Imagine what they could do with it. That's what I think of. Like the the word you can go from here thing when you play the game is like like there's so much so much opportunity. So. Did you guys play new Pokemon Snap? Mm-mm. I I have it downloaded. I, I've, I've been wanting to boot that up, but I just uh, never got to it. I love the game Pokemon where you Snap. like take the pictures of the Pokemon. Yes, that I so I did buy that, and that, knowing it's not a traditional Pokemon game, by the way, right? Um, and I I had fun with it. Like I I had the um, I bought it, and I think we had like a family road trip right afterwards. So like when I wasn't driving, that's what I played in the car. It was a good time. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too crazy. That's one game it's that a, I'll get into for sure at one point, but I haven't haven't booted it up yet. I love the first one. I get to kind of enjoy the. <laughs> well, Tim, <laughs> uh, <laughs> being honest here, you know. <laughs> Listen, some my backlog are... is long. <laughs> so, <laughs> some some things are better left unsaid on the podcast. Okay, sorry, okay? Sorry, sorry. No, okay. Um, yeah, I I think I feel like man. that might be a good game if you want to get into the lore. Like if you're a newbie like me, a little bit. Yeah, like. Pokemon Snap, know. you mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's it's definitely a very casual, like you know, intro to Pokemon in terms of like there, there's no there's no challenge to it. It's it's you're on rails no. take, taking pictures of Pokemon. Again, it's right. a Pokemon game, so it's as deep as you want it to. Like if you want to get everything done, uncheck everything. There's tons of secrets in those levels. There's plenty to do there, but surface level, they're you know they're pretty vanilla games. But Joe, I I, I think that there's a there's a world where you like this game a lot, to be honest. RCS, hey, I'm, I'm open-minded. I'm open to anything. I'm open to trying anything. Um, even Cuphead, which I have. So, you know. Ooh. Yeah, Tim, I don't know if you know, I, I tried it. I started, uh, like, last weekend, I had, like, an hour. And I was like, well, I'm not going to start a game. Uncharted's coming out. And that's where I went. Ooh, Cuphead. Cuphead. He got real far. No, no success. But, uh, a lot <laughs> Cuphead of, is hard. A lot, when, a lot of fun, if, you know? 
If you're uh, if you like the platformers, it's that's a challenging one. All about it really is. Uh, all about fun. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Me pretty too. much. J- JT, any any thoughts or questions on on Pokemon? Uh, I I'm excited for it. I, I you know I, I'm a victim of like sticking with the old the old lore and what I'm used to. So the typical like John said, I played all the Pokemon games nonstop back in the day. I'm a little nervous to get into something different, but at the same time, I feel like whenever you guys just suggested something to me, I've liked it. So I can't. It, say no. It's not new in a sense where like you're it's not gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna. It's not like oh, what is this? They completely. This isn't even Pokemon anymore. It's it's similar enough to you know what's it going on. Better. Yeah, but right, like right. it, the, yeah, the the structure is where it's different. Like they just I open think it you up to refreshes the series. So the gym battles, like we, we know training and no battling between trainers. I was like, oh, so there there are some like, there, there are some trainer battles. There are some trainer battles. They're they're in the story, so they're that's definitely a thing. Um, there's no like right. there's no there's no roots where you're just walking through and there's just trainers just Running standing. Just yeah, exactly. The, Which the, in my opinion got annoying in Pokemon. hundred like, percent. Just want to do something and it's yeah. like oh. Gotta fight this guy. Gotta yeah, fight so this guy. to me, they, they're just they, waiting for you. Like, like you, you robots. can now gain XP for your Pokemon by just catching other Pokemon and like discuss and doing side quests and stuff like that. It was always so frustrating. Like, yo, I want to level up. Let me go just kill this wild Pidgey forty times to get you know <laughs> w- one more XP for my Charmander. Like, it's so frustrating. Like that was the only way to level up, and it was a grind. I would li- with old Pokemon games, I would literally just walk around a field, not even look at my screen, and just keep mashing A and just let my Charizard or Charmander use Ember or Fire Blast and just destroy things just to level up. Like and then he char- then he's level fifty and everyone else is level like twenty. Exactly. So they they, yeah. they trimmed all the fat fat that's really the at the end of the day they trimmed all the fat in pokemon they made all the stuff that was like grindy and annoying or even not even utilized well in the old games they made that fun as you can tell me and me and uh john aren't a big fan so yeah we don't like it don't don't buy it (laughs) yeah don't buy it waste of money i on the other hand am willing to stake my reputation on this being game of the year based on my own experience i take back everything i said there wait what no (laughs) Yeah, no, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? I mean, I mean, like, it's sitting at an 85 Metacritic right now. Like, it's gonna be in that conversation for a lot of people, 100. percent I think you could, there's like deals on it too. You get it for like 40 bucks in some places right now too, right? I, I that I don't know, but if you can do it for sure, I'll do some research. Thank you. Get back to me. I mean, there, there's a there's a there's a real there's a real uh, uh, universe where none of the games that we think that are heavy hitters this year are even gonna come out. So like. <laughs> There, yeah, there's, a, mean, there's a chance that God of War, uh, Zelda, Starfield, all of those games are like sure hitters, like oh, not Elden Ring or, or uh, Horizon. Those two are definitely coming out, but like three of those top dogs that people think are going to put up numbers if they come out, there's a good chance all three of them get delayed. So Elden Ring, I, my bad, Elden Ring's going to win Game of the Year. That's that's uh, book it. Those 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 nerds like those games a lot. John, make a bet with Tim right now based on Suicide Wings about Elden oh, Ring. Done. Oh, I couldn't hear. I mean, I'll make the bet because I just I like the wings, so I'll try. Yeah, they, they were good. So yeah, I've been yeah. craving hot wings. So I'll bet that Elden Ring does make game of the year. If it does, uh, I'll eat ten wings, and if it doesn't, I'll eat nine. How about that? I want Elden Ring to make one of the end of the year. I'm I don't gonna throw up. So that I don't if care. Both right, Joe <laughs> eats wings. I want the wings. This. Tim, just tell me what I have to make the bet on, and I'm gonna bet it. I want the wings. Okay. All right, I'll, we're gonna pivot. In that case. <laughs> JT is going to have sponge candy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, the cannoli wants first, he said. We, he did the cannoli already. <laughs> what? Why, just, he what? Wants a, we'll share, we'll uh, share a, a box. cannoli with be romantic. candy filling. I guarantee that exists here in Buffalo. I bet you go Probably. to Parkside and get that. That sounds amazing. It does sound really good. 
if uh, if anyone is watching and, and wants to get everywhere, if anyone wants to get nice guy Joe a Valentine's Day gift, find <laughs> that. That would be really great. I'd, I'd love you for it. Um, He'll be right, any, nice guy Joe. Just probably you. probably too nice guy Joe. Yeah. Uh, are we are good on Pokemon discussion? Was that not enough? We, should, we can keep going. No, just, we can go longer. I just didn't want to like go <laughs> into more. the next thing. No, and that, that's... Uh, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't no. get this thought out. You know, it's, we, This is a weird time for me. I should have just left. We summed it up. I think we're good to go. Sweet. All right. So we're, uh, we're basically going to wrap up this episode of Busy Sticks. What an episode it was for the first time. We've got all four guys from the Geekiverse right here talking about the latest in video games. Um... If you're watching it, twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse, don't leave because we're just getting started, folks. We're going to talk about the goat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars, the Phantom Menace. I couldn't even like get there. And uh, if you're catching our Star Wars reviewed series on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, that is going to be a great discussion. I can't know wait. it right now, and I can't wait to get into it. You don't have to wait long, John, my friend. I'm already pod racing in my mind. Awesome. That's pretty wizard, Tim. Pretty wizard. Pretty All wizard. Right. Do you like that in Boba Fett? Did you catch that, John? No, I, ne- I missed that in Boba Fett. All right. I don't care. I'm going to tell you right now. So, I saw the Mando, episode, so I just missed it. Man- well, I didn't watch the episode. It's okay. Uh, Mando brings the well, ship back. Okay. And what's her name? Goes, was that cool or what? Something like that. And he goes, wizard and i lost oh it. my god I did, that, what, I what an episode for callbacks to to a specific thing Phantom that, menace most most I of us trying not uh, to spoil it but okay. no we're i'm gonna i'm gonna put it out there i don't care all right so uh, i need to watch <laughs> we're not going that far to spoil it. we're done we're done <laughs> I, do, I, I do need to watch it i still need to watch it all right we're, JT it. still has to finish phantom menace so hurry up we gotta record soon no no not all right that. john where can we find you on social media Anything you want to plug for the Geekiverse? At Disruptoid on all social medias. Follow the Geekiverse on TikTok. What do you do? Grow, grow up. Download TikTok. Stop resisting. Stop being one of those millennials who's like, oh, TikTok is for the kids. Download TikTok. It's awesome. Sink your life away. Follow us on the Geekiverse. We're at the Geekiverse. Can't miss it. I'm having fun on TikTok. I'm posting stuff. I'm making all sorts of videos. Follow us there. That's my pitch. Do it. You know what? Do it. If you don't download it, you're, you're dead to me. I mean, I he is not nice guy. Joe haven't you downloaded it, but but you should. Uh, JT, social media brother. Uh, you can find me at John under o- John underscore OTS on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but of course, you can just find me over here on all these podcasts on the Geekverse. I like that. I think that's oh. a good way. To- oh, Tim, we got a visitor. Hi, Who we got Harper. there? Puppy. Oh, this is my show and tell. Oh, so audio listeners, Lindy now. Audio listeners, there's a dog in the stream. I'm you sorry, have to... Lindy, I didn't mean it. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Tim, you you've been streaming a great deal here recently for the Geekiverse. Talk about that, and then also, if people want to get that, uh, well, they can't get that shirt, but they can get similar uh, shirts. Get some shirts from Fantastique. Is the, right. Is where we got this from. So it's a a Venom Buffalo. Which is pretty awesome. So, but yeah, I've been playing uh, some video games, some video video games on uh, the good old Twitcheroni, trying to play whatever kind of comes to mind. I think I play a little bit of Pokemon. I think that'll probably be the last Pokemon I play. It's just I enjoy it more playing, you know, relaxing. I think that was probably one of uh, 
more of a showcasing what it is and stuff like that. But I think I may finish Horizon Zero Dawn on uh, the Twitch. Ooh, the Twitch. I'll be there so, for that. That that might be my uh, my refresher. That I was gonna say that's gonna serve as a recap for me selfishly. Yeah. So, but I've been uh, diving in that a little bit because I got to finish it. So, but I'm at Tim Tales on a lot of things. I think uh, multiple Twitters. So I got one for gaming, one for personal stuff, which is a lot of Bill's content and retweeting the universe and a lot of that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, catch me on uh, these podcasts and all the fun stuff we do. So, Ladies and gentlemen, if you like Tim's shirt, go find similar shirts to that at 26shirts.com. Every shirt you buy goes to a family. uh, The proceeds go to a family in need, a a charity, an individual. Can't tell you the impact that 26 shirts, our good friend Del Reed has had on the Western New York community. And past that, they've raised $1.3 million, the little less than eight years that have gone to these individuals, families, and charities. Very good friends of the show here. If you like that, go to 26 shirts. If you like my shirt, go to the geekiverse.storeenvy.com. We've got over 20 designs in there. Uh, from video games to Marvel to Star Wars, you name it, go check that out. TheGeekiverse.StoreEnvy.com. For me, on on social media, I've got a new handle. It's been a long what? time. No I changed way. it. What you talking I changed me? it. I changed it to make it consistent with my Xbox and PlayStation names. I am Brozaya. Yes, he is. You can find me on Twitter. I am Brozaya. Trying to get my dad to get a Twitch account and make it Brozaya's dad because I think that that would just be great. Selfishly. That'd, That'd make awesome. you like... Him, your dad. What? What? <laughs> is that a little too advanced? I would like to drink whatever you're drinking there from uh, over it's half. A, it's actually other half. half. No. Other half. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. All right. So lots going on at the Gigaverse. If you like Star Wars, catch Star Wars Reviewed. We're about to record it live. We've got three episodes in so far. We've touched on the original trilogy. We're going to get into the prequels, baby. Phantom Menace time. Can't wait to talk about my notes on that one. Holy moly. Also streaming at twitch.tv slash Gigaverse. If you are a fan of video games in general, hope you go back. Watch youtube.com slash the Gigaverse. John and I were able to record our 10th episode of Busy Sticks with one Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, one of our biggest inspirations, the coolest guy in gaming. What an episode. What a moment that was. Check that out. And of course, listen to our podcast on the podcast services around the globe. For John, JT, and Tim, I'm Josiah. We will catch you all soon. Have a wonderful night.